It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, alongside Joey Madore. On this third day of June, 6.06 on the clock and 72 degrees and mostly cloudy outside in southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. We got you all the way up until 7 o'clock today. And uh, you know, it was a busy, busy show yesterday. As it uh, looks like we got another caller coming in on the line right to start off the show. Caller, you are live on the sports fan. Well, of course it's J.W. again. We had a great show yesterday. Let's keep it going, fellas. Of course, J.W., <laughs> always good to hear from you. What's on your mind today? I don't know. What are you guys going to talk about today? I have two possible topics, but what, what were some of yours today? Well, I know we, uh, I saw a story yesterday, and we, we didn't uh, get to it yesterday, but we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Tim Tebow and Jacksonville and Urban Meyer, that whole uh, situation going on, and maybe a little bit of the Cincinnati Bengals. But, of course, you know, whatever you got on your mind, we'll talk about. Well, let me talk uh, with you all a couple about the, the Reds or NBA and the Lakers. Which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> huh? I've done a lot of Reds recently. I'd love to hear about the Lakers a little bit. What's Let's on talk about them there. a little bit, yeah. Well, um, so I've, you don't, you don't know this, but I've been a big NBA fan for years. I'm from Chicago, and I started calling this show in the 90s. I mean, like 1994, 95. And I used to come in sometime and sit in with the, with the host and stuff, and we talked a lot of basketball. And, of course, being from Chicago, that was our glory days, right? We had Michael and, mm-hmm. man. I think that 96 team is probably, I'd put them in the top three teams of all time. Um, not just with wins, but just their defense pro, defensive prowess. So I've always loved the NBA. Uh, probably until about four or five years ago, and uh, for a number of reasons. And I hope that, I, I haven't listened to your show, so I don't know what you think about this. You've probably talked about this over and over. But I'm not a big LeBron James fan, and I have decided that as long as he's in NBA, NBA, I will not support them. Uh, That's just me personally. And so I hope the Lakers finish their season, like, real quick (laughs) and go home and sit down and think about whatever. Uh, You know, I mean, you know, I didn't think Phoenix could do it, but I I, I hope it happens. So you were not a... You were not a big fan of LeBron James exiting the court early uh, in their last game when uh, you know the Lakers didn't really have a chance to make a comeback towards the no, tail end of that game. Vintage, that's just vintage LeBron. That's like throwing off the jersey in Cleveland, you know, before he... Whatever. Yeah, you know, he's just... <laughs> okay, I will say that I have... It took me a long time to do this, Connor, but I, I used to play this game called, you know, the top five NBA players of all time in any era. Mm-hmm. And at guard, I had Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. Uh, no, I don't care who you are, those two of any time. Then I had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the middle, and I had uh, Tim Duncan. And I was always that sort of other forward. I would always go back and forth between, you know, different players. I must say I finally grudgingly put LeBron there <laughs> for my all-five. So, so there you go. But I'm not a fan in, in a lot of ways. So I'm not... I, you know, I, maybe I'll check out the playoffs if they get 
been home early, but at this point, I, I just don't have any interest in, in what they're doing. I did like some of Golden State for a while, you know, some of their stuff they were doing, although Steve Kirk, can't believe I'm saying this, he was in Chicago, and but you know, some of his antics off the court, court have just turned me off to what he's doing over there, too. So, so those are my general thoughts on the NBA. You know, I, I again, I hope it's over. It's it's over early for them out there. Uh, you know, they went out. He went out there last year, and they got that quasi championship. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really count. So, <laughs> uh, so he got he got his whatever he got out there. You know, uh, I just thought it was interesting that Magic talked him into coming out there. Then Magic left. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, right. The next year. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm out. And uh, LeBron was all upset about that. You got me out here. And, yeah, shut up. Uh, anyway, that's enough about them. I heard my friend, uh, what's your, um, your, your, your sidekick there, Connor, talking about the Reds yesterday. I agree with you so much, my friend. You know, they have, they have a pretty good manager, I think. I think he's a pretty good manager. But if you look at that pitching staff, the starting pitching, something has happened. I don't know if it's the pitching coach, but they have not progressed. There's a lot of talent there. Yeah. And what has happened to them this year? Now, is it the league has caught up with them? You know, they've watched more film on them. But something has not progressed there. And that's a shame. Uh, and, I, you know, I mean, Joey Vottle seems to be hurt like every year now. You know, it, and, and Suarez is, I mean, they, they I, don't, I don't count them out yet because it's such a, Quasi division, you know. Even my Cubs, I don't, I can't believe, I, I can't believe they got thirty some wins. I don't even know, <laughs> I don't even know how that's happening. Right, right. But I, if you're a Reds fan, you've got to be disappointed. I think you said it right yesterday, my friend. You got to be disappointed in that pitching. You've got to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe is the name, by the way. Sorry, Joey. Other <laughs> sidekick. Yeah, no problem. No problem. No, no I didn't mean sidekick. I just remember your name. So. <laughs> But no, that's um, that's got to be quite disappointing. Uh, and I'm not sure what I think about having like your top hitters at the top, you know, your first three batters. I know that's sort of the new thing now, you know, with Chris Bryant and those guys and Ghost and all those guys batting at the top of the order. But, but you get past those first three hitters on the ridge if Bottles in there, and what do you got? You know, after that, <laughs> I, not much. I don't know. It's uh, but they got a great manager. I like I like David Bell. I really do. Yeah, I uh, mean, David Bell has been doing well with what he's had, right? I mean, his his. I mean, the fact that he got that team. I know it's expanded, but the fact that they got a playoff spot last year when they had. I agree. Maybe one of the worst hitting stretches of any team I've ever witnessed, and just they got. They caught fire the last couple of weeks last year when they were able to sneak into that playoff spot. Of course, he didn't do anything with it, lost right. the first two games. But, you know, that was impressive. And you brought that was a great point you brought up, just the lack of progression. Now, when you lose a Cy Young winner in your rotation right. and you don't right. really Absolutely. do anything Absolutely. to replace that, you're going to expect a little bit of a come down. But these guys like Castillo and right. some of the other guys who uh, started off so high in their career, just the fact that he has an 8 ERA right now, that, that's quite concerning. Yeah, 1 and 8, I mean, and and uh, this guy uh, Sonny Gray, I mean, he doesn't even look like himself. I don't, nah. I don't know what's going on there. And you're right about the bullpen. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you do there. Uh, where did the 
did Glacius go? Did they get rid of him? Did he, did he the closer guy? Uh, I'm not sure where Glacius went, but where did he go? Uh, I I'll, I can look it up yeah, real find quick. Find out for me because he was a good closer. Well, he was better than they got now. So. Right. Well, the interesting thing is, and you're talking about the progression between the starting pitchers, and they really haven't had. I mean, Bauer. When he came from Cleveland to the Cincinnati Reds, you know, he was already a pretty solid guy, and he did a lot of things on his own uh, in the offseason to, to improve. He got better with the Reds, honestly, though. I mean, last right. year was his best year. He's had. And it oh, was. Yeah. When he first got there, he was getting crushed. Mm -hmm. But you also take a look at a guy like Anthony DiSclafani, and DiSclafani was with the Reds from 2015 through 2020. And, you know, last year he did have a 7.22 ERA. Uh, but this year with the San Francisco Giants, uh, he's having one of his best years uh, with yeah, the Giants. Yeah, that's why I think it's that pitching coach stuff. Something's going on there. It's like in Chicago, I my my gripe with my Cubs is the hitting coach. Uh, you know, they keep changing them, but something's going on there. I think Cincinnati is a pitching coach. Something something's going on there because they play for David. They'll play for the manager. You can tell they love that guy. But I don't know. I don't know who their pitching coach is. But I don't. I don't. I don't think it's working out. So anyway, I will hang up. And listen to you guys. Um, and I, I can't wait to start talking, you know, sort of local stuff, too. I, I like when you talk about the, the Bobcats. And, uh, uh, by the way, uh, I had Gary Trent in a couple classes. I never had Jeff Bowles in class, but I had Gary Trent in class. In fact, I remember Gary Trent sitting in my office as a sophomore asking me what he should do with his life. <laughs> should I go pro? And I'm like, Gary, I can't make that decision for you. So I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about local stuff. And um, I've been enjoying it, so take care, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, G.W. J.W. Smith, always good to hear him, and uh, you know, good to have him call in. I know he was talking about calling in you know, a while ago, and it's good uh, to hear him back-to-back -back days now. Yeah, we'll get into some uh, Bobcat basketball, of course, and football coming up throughout the summer at some points. Yeah, and you know, it, it's tough to talk local a little bit now because everything is kind of quieted down. Um, with... Yeah, especially high school-wise, you know, no sports going on uh, in that area. Of course, you know, summer workouts for football will be... That probably already started June now, right? A little They're bit out of school, yeah. And the uh, you know you definitely have Legion Ball, which is starting up, and and I did hear about that uh, yesterday. Troy texted me after the sports fan, and uh, Gloucester, Megs, and Athens all have their own separate teams. It's something different than I, what I was told beforehand, but you know Troy's always got the uh, the correct information right there, and uh, you know so they'll each have their own individual team uh, from the American Legion posts. And uh, we still don't have schedules except for Gloucester. Uh, but Gloucester has their schedule. Athens does not have their Legion schedule posted just yet. Uh, but, again, it's, um, you know, local kind of slow right now. But, you know, with the Reds still going on, um, then, of course, all the offseason talk with the NFL and NBA playoffs going on. I mean, there's still a lot of good, good stuff to talk about. Yeah, I think you might get his wish with the Lakers. Uh just that performance the other night without Anthony Davis in the lineup, uh, it, it, you know, it, it almost reminded you of like the, the that first Cavs team that made the finals and got swept by the Spurs or whatever it was. Um, just it's kind of LeBron and a bunch of, uh, bunch of role players out there just really can't go out there and compete. And the Suns are a really young team that are playing really well right now. And this has kind of been their year where they've shot up a little bit all the way to earn the two seed in the West, which, you know, the West is always uh Really tough conference, top to bottom. And, you know, I don't know if Davis is going tonight or not. Uh, game's at 10.30, I believe. 
But uh, if he's not playing, I uh, yeah, I think you're going to see the Suns uh, with the, or excuse me, the Lakers with an early exit. And then it's funny because the Clippers are now down three two as well. They lost to the Mavs last night. Well, did you see Luka Doncic play last night? Yeah. I mean, he yeah, carried watching. that team. Yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah, he's a superstar. And then at the end of the game, he said, you know, he didn't have his best day. He, uh, well, he also was dealing with a neck issue. It's, uh, Rick Carlisle said he couldn't even, you know, like turn his neck to the left. Like, it, he had pain. Right? So. I mean, he's, he's just been so fun to watch uh, yeah. throughout the NBA playoffs. Yeah, he gave him the business last night for sure. But, you know, it's been NBA-wise, at least in the West, it's been all which team out of L.A. is going to, you know, represent them in the finals. And right now they're both down 3-2 and look uh, very privy to be eliminated here in the first round. Right. I and saw a tweet today say the battle of L.A. might be the, the battle to see who gets eliminated first. <laughs> well, my, well I, it would have to be the Lakers first, right, because their game is before the Clippers game. Well, Lakers right? could win. the Lakers could win tonight. Um, they could. You know, there's always an outside chance when you have one of the best players of all time that he just has an incredible night. But he's old, man. He's getting up there. He's 36, 37, been doing it for 18 years. And, you know, in that game, it just looked like he didn't have the same burst that he that he used to have. And it's crazy to say that. He scored 24 points, had seven assists, five rebounds. Um, and um, it just, he just doesn't seem privy to, to take over a game like, like you've seen in other playoff runs with those Cavs teams that he was willing to the finals to play Golden State and inevitably lose pretty consistently. But um, it, it just doesn't look like he has that same burst to just take the ball to the rack every single possession and, and go to work. Um, he's kicking the ball out a lot on drives and stuff like that. And like I said, this is a young, energetic, you know, hard-nosed Suns team they're playing. So it's uh, it's not looking good for the Lakers, but, you know, however you feel about LeBron, you can't deny that he's one of the best basketball players that ever lived. And when you have that on your side, you can't count a team out. No, and, and the thing, even with history on his side, right, he has never had a first-round exit in the playoffs. That's true. So yeah. when he gets to the playoffs, more often than not, yeah, he's going all the way to the finals. And you know, not that I'm not going to spark this debate, but Michael Jordan had three first-round exits early on in his career. So, right. And it's where where do you put the value, right? Do you value? And we're not going to go all the way deep on this debate. And of course, you're welcome to no, call in. No, I'm I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah. But it's where you put the value, Older right? people feel one way, younger people feel the other. That, that, that's all it is. <laughs> all right. So but that's all you find on the LeBron-Jordan it, debate. It's, do you like the guy who goes all the way to the finals but maybe doesn't win every time? Or you know, do you value the guy who gets to the finals? Or when he gets to the finals, he wins, right? I mean, it's you know, more finals appearances versus you know, more finals wins. And I mean, LeBron made like six or seven straight finals. I mean, that's, you know... An achievement in itself. Right. Right. And there are some... Now, they, he also had a losing record in, in those finals. So, you know, it all depends on... But he made it there. It's just how you want to look at it. Right? And then, and then it, it, it's just stupid debating it, because then people talk about, well, does Jordan's teams beat those Warriors teams? Who the, who, who the hell knows? We don't. <laughs> one played in the 90s, one played in the 2010s. We'll never, never be able to find out. Right. Right. Would be fun. I mean, maybe... Uh analytics and maybe you know graphics and uh, everything that's you know the new technology maybe they can simulate a game between mm -hmm. the two but even that's kind of unfair because you know, a different era of basketball right extremely the three-point shot was nowhere near as valued as it is in today's game 
Right. You were allowed, and you were also allowed to Superman punch each other on the way to the rim back <laughs> in the day, which apparently was, you know, back when the league was tougher and they played better defense. So, yeah. Now, I was watching, uh, I, I forget the name of the Knicks player, uh, but I was watching, because the Knicks were making, yeah, they made it to the postseason for the first time. We were know. eliminated last night. And they were eliminated last night. Um, and, and me being from, you know, the East Coast, you know, I, I like to see the Knicks succeed. If I had to pick a basketball team, uh, I would rather go, you know, Mets, Jets, and Nets, right? Because it all kind of stays in that family. And I, I preface it with those two other teams, Mets and Jets. One, because they have not been as, as good over the past couple of years. Uh, and two, you know, just to say that I'm not uh, a bandwagon fan of the Brooklyn Nets because they are, you know, they made it to the next round of the postseason. They do have the big three superstars, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and, and Kyrie Irving. But, um, if I were to pick a team, I would pick the Nets. But it's been fun to root on the Knicks. And with the Knicks, you know, they had a guy, I, I want to say it was in the 60s or something. Willis, may, maybe was his name. I, I can't remember. Where is this story going? The story's going, <laughs> you said Superman punch. Yeah. And there was a, a fight between the Lakers and the Knicks uh, way back in the day. And I don't think this guy got suspended for too long. I mean, he still went out there and played. Uh, but, you know, it was still a... Uh, yeah, it was a different era of basketball is, is where I'm kind of going with that. Because one guy was throwing a punch. I think he broke a guy's jaw, but he was taking on the whole Lakers lineup. And the yeah. guy was from the Knicks. You're never able to please anybody. Back when the Pistons were uh, the bad boy Pistons, everybody complained about how they were bad for basketball because they were too dirty. And now they've taken all that stuff out of the game. And now they don't play defense. The league sucks because of that. Everybody, you never make everybody happy. Right. That's, right. that's, that's, that's how it is. But anyway, yeah, Lakers in a lot of trouble, uh, especially if Anthony Davis is not suiting up tonight. I right. mean, and I don't know if uh, a 75, 80% Anthony Davis, you know, saves you at this point. Uh, the latest update is he's a game-time decision, so. And, um, you know, this, you got to also talk a little bit about Chris Paul when you're talking about those sons up. I mean. Well, Chris yeah, obviously he's brought a great veteran presence in. Right. And But, I mean, just the way that he seems to improve every single team that he's on. I mean, the Suns, when was the last time the Suns were, A, the two-seed, and B, in the postseason, right? It's been a while, yeah. I think. Yeah, since probably Nash and Stoudemire were, were playing for them. Right. But, I mean, he's done a good job with the Suns. Um, Devin Booker's on the, on the Suns, right? Yeah. I mean, Booker's he's, done he's well. He's a star. Yeah. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton's a good young big down low. He was drafted recently, right? A couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, I remember him. Uh, yeah, pretty high draft pick. Uh, the other thing that JW was talking about on the phone call, because we did talk a little bit about the Lakers and the, um, and, and you know, hoping he hopes that LeBron James sees a uh, an early exit, uh, but also with Cincinnati and the lack of development with pitching, right? Uh, Trevor Bauer, and I mentioned Bauer because again he won the Cy Young last year. He had a phenomenal year, and he's having another pretty good year this year. But I think he's kind of an outlier when you take a look at Red's pitching because you know, he brought so much you know, outside of the organization. You know, I don't know if he was really um, you know, a, a product of being a Cincinnati Red. I think he just kind of suited up and he had his own you know, kind of trainers in the offseason and, and his own little uh, you know, pitching staff supporting him behind because he was all uh, that's a tough end. one because his best year was with the Reds. Right. But he, he also I mean, does last have a, year was as far and away his best season. And it was, but he was also pretty high. I think there was a pitching 
school over in Los Angeles that, you know, kind of backed him and, and you know, promoted him all the way through uh, to being the pitcher that he is today. You know, I don't think it's solely on, on the Indians organization, and I don't think it's solely on the, the Reds organization for what kind of pitcher that Trevor Bauer is today. Um, but you take a look at the rest of the rotation. Wade Miley's been up and down this year. Luis Castillo has not been good. Uh, Sonny Gray has been uh, okay since coming back and, and getting uh, some some reps and some you know innings. And uh, Tyler Malley has has been up and down. But you, your best relief pitcher outside of T.J. Antone has been Sean Doolittle, and you know, Doolittle's been around for a little while. Um, just the the starting rotation, and I agree with J.W. Yeah, it has not progressed. You have not seen any improvement, and you've even seen pitchers who have come through the Reds and have gone on to different teams like Anthony DiSclefani and do even better than what they were doing in Cincinnati. And, and I think that's the most troublesome outlook of it all. If pitchers are leaving your organization and becoming better, you want your pitchers to be better while they're pitching for you. And uh, just, I guess the development has, has not been there for them. Yeah. I don't have much to add on what I said yesterday. They're inconsistent. Not. Uh, Kind of what I've been spouting the last two weeks here. I, I don't right. have much more to say. They're just not good. Right. They have a over five ERA on the season. Um, and, of course, you know, we keep harping on this, too. They're not completely out of it because the division doesn't suit, seem to have a clear, uh, you know, contender that's going to that's gonna take the division by the reins. You know, the Cardinals have a pretty good lineup with Goldschmidt and, uh, you know, guys like that, and of course... Don uh, Arenado. Yeah, Arenado, Goldschmidt, those guys. And then, of course, they have uh, the Cubs, who are at 30-plus wins. They're starting to put some pieces together a little bit, it seems like. Um, it's just... There's no one that seems overwhelmingly good. And then the Brewers, you know, they're they're kind of... You know, it's a little bit better than the Reds. They're also just hovering around 500, just on the plus side of it. Um, so, there's no one that really scares you in this division. And the Reds right now may have the best lineup in the division, but they just can't figure out, um, you know, how to get these guys throwing strikes, getting guys out on a consistent basis. And I think today's an interesting game uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. That game will hit the airwaves at 745 for the pregame and 8-10, 8-15. I think tonight is uh, scheduled for first pitch, 8-15 at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. But... Uh, they're, they're throwing a rookie who uh, made his big league debut last Friday, uh, Vladimir Guerreras. And Guerreras pitched five innings, allowed two hits. He's got a 1.8 ERA. I mean, it's a very, Gutierrez. very... Gutierrez. And he's a very uh, you know, limited sample size. But we were talking about how they need to find somebody. They need to call somebody up in front of the minor leagues. Uh, Gutierrez could be that guy. And he's going to have a big, big test against the, the powerful lineup that St. Louis puts out there with Nolan Arenado. Uh, and it doesn't look like Goldschmidt is in the starting lineup as that lineup just became available uh, within the past couple of minutes. But uh, they have Arenado in that lineup, Yadier Molina, who somehow still 30-plus uh, is hitting uh, 284. Uh, pretty old for a, a catcher to be still out there and producing like he's been producing. But we'll see. You know, it's a very talented lineup. 
We'll see what uh, Gutierrez is able to do. Yeah, and they have a couple. You know, we talk about the Reds. What are some of the options? I mean, there are a couple of the guys down on the farm. Their top two prospects are Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. I think Hunter Green had a sniff of the big league last year at some point. Um, uh, Lodolo, he's a starting pitcher, a lefty. He's down in double-A right now. He's 2-0 and in 26 innings, 1.01 ERA and five starts. Uh, 38 strikeouts, a 172 average against them. So, you know, I've learned as an Orioles fan, uh, start looking at the prospects because that that's, might be the only uh, sense of hope you have. But maybe if these guys continue to pitch well, you, you, you try to bring them up to, to try to figure something out. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? You know what I mean? It's they got to find some kind of solution to this pitching staff if they want to have any kind of shot at competing this season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, pitching staff outside of the starting rotation, too. I mean, relief pitching, I would say, is probably the most, their biggest need right now. And if they're able to maybe bring up a young guy, put him in the starting rotation and shift a starter to the bullpen, maybe that helps. Possibly, but I don't know. I mean, they, they got to somehow, some way figure it out because they're not out of it. They got a pretty good hitting lineup. And it's even without, you know, Senzel, Mustakis, and Joey Votto. But now they just have to figure out, you know, what arm can they throw? What arm's not going to give up, you know, four, five, six runs a game? They'll figure it out. They'll have to. And if they don't, well, I wish that they did. Adam Wainwright starts for the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. Vladimir. How would you pronounce his last name? Good, Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Didn't you Gu- take Spanish Gutierrez. in college? Come on, man. I, I did. Gutierrez. But you pronounce it, but I, I mispronounced it the first time around. Uh, but Vladimir Gutierrez is uh, is pitching for the Reds. 0-1-1.8 ERA. Adam Wainwright, 3-4 at the 4.22 ERA for St. Louis. That game's coming your way tonight at 7.45 for the pregame. Tommy Thrall and uh, Jeff Brantley on the call for Cincinnati. We'll throw it to a quick break. Still yet to talk about Tim Tebow, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Urban Meyer. And, of course, uh, somebody's making a prediction that Joe Burrow, if he perfects the long ball, could they see the Bengals in the postseason this year? We'll talk about it all coming up on the Sports Fan. As this is the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contract and 970-97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. For the 2021 graduating class at Federal Hockey High School, it's the first day of the rest of your lives. And as Milton Burrow put it, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Your friends at Donato's understand that this is your biggest milestone so far, and although high school may be over, your education will forever continue. So wherever you go, go with all your heart. Congratulations, Lancers, from Donato's. Hey, it's Randy. We'll hear from Elio Castroneves, Michael Shank, Tommy James, and maybe even you. It's a monster show. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. 
Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. You're listening to 970 WATH and the sports fan. Sportsman on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Our show is presented by JK Contract, and we appreciate their support and appreciate the callers. 740-592-6646. Mills on the mic along with Joe Medora. And, you know, again, I saw that story yesterday about Tim Tebow and, and Jacksonville and what the percentage that he would be to make the team, right? Because they signed him to a veteran's minimum, which is $970,000, uh, and it's not a long-term contract at all. But... To sign him, and, and they're working him out, and they're trying to transition Tebow from really minor league baseball back into professional football. I mean, when he was in the NFL, of course, he was a quarterback, was a Heisman Trophy winner, and had some success under Urban Meyer when he was a coach over at Florida. But um, it was a, you know, it's been a long time since Tim Tebow has been in the NFL, and some people even think that Tim Tebow shouldn't get this shot right away in the position that he is getting the shot to play in as a tight end. Because Tim Tebow's never played a snap at tight end. I mean, maybe he was running a little bit of the uh, Wildcat offense when he was with, you know, the Jets and Rex Ryan and, and Mark Sanchez was a quarterback of the Jets back at that time. That has nothing to do with playing tight end. But it has nothing to do with playing tight end. <laughs> it is as close as he will become to playing that position professionally but again, he, he has not. Um, and maybe, you know, they, Ian Rappaport came out with the report. It was re- released on Fox Sports, uh, Fox News. But uh, he said that Tebow has about a 50 50 shot of making this team, making the roster, 53 man roster, uh, coming up this season. And even gives it a little bit more of a percentage in favor of Tim Tebow because of his relation with the head coach in Urban Meyer. Uh, Joey, I know you got a lot to say about this topic, but. Yeah, it's a, a shot for Tebow. You know, he's a nice guy, but I don't know about you know, giving him a shot in the NFL, especially at the age he's at, at the position he's trying to play. And on top of that, you know, he hasn't played in the NFL for a couple of years now. He was a AAA, double A baseball player for the last couple of years, and now he's going to make a transition to the NFL. I don't know. See, uh, it's a weird situation. It's a side so attraction, is what it is. Uh, it's a joke. It's I, <laughs> I. I wish I was here a couple weeks ago when this first broke to talk about this, and I've been waiting since we got to we had to mention it briefly on one of the sports fans. But um, yeah, I, it's just you know, and they have the position coaches telling Urban this guy can't play tight end. <laughs> like that was the reports coming out before you know when when OTAs first started and stuff, and they showed videos. He's not a natural route runner. He looks awkward doing it. He's not fast out of breaks. He's not like, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's ridiculous, but it's just like, it just seems like a waste of time and resources and money, really. Uh, and just Tim Tebow, it, uh, you know, I know he comes off as this, you know, all righteous guy and all this stuff, and he, I'm sure he's a nice guy and all that, but really. You know, it's hard to say a guy like him isn't just craving the spotlight of all times when when this stuff just keeps happening. The guy goes and plays in the NFL for a couple of years. Obviously, can't hack it at quarterback. I know he won a playoff game. I mean, the broken clock's right twice a day. Um, 
but it was clear that you know his performances would be awful, and like every now and then he put one drive together in the fourth quarter, and uh, they would they would somehow miraculously win games. Um, and there's a reason that the year after he won that playoff game with the Broncos, they decided to go get Peyton Manning. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a reason that when he went to the Jets with uh, the Sanchez starting at quarterback, that Mark Sanchez was still the starting quarterback. There's a reason that, and then he signed with the Patriots. I was like, oh, if anybody's going to find a spot for him, it will be Bill Belichick. And no, it, no nothing ever happened. Um, and then this guy has, who hadn't played baseball in however many years, says, you know what? I'm good enough to go play professional baseball now. And, you know, signs with the Mets and doesn't really ever do anything. I mean, Connor, you're a Mets fan. Did he have any shot at ever playing on the, in the major league team? Uh, during his time in the minor leagues? No. Yeah. This year, yes, because the Mets had 17 guys go on the I.L. with the majority of them being in the outfield. Okay, if he was sure. still in the minor league system, he would have played uh, at, at the professional level this year for this specific instance. But did he have a shot at all based mm. off of? You know where he was, baseball-wise. No, uh, he he just would have lucked into a spot because the Mets literally had nobody else to put in the outfield. And then we can't just snap our fingers and say, oh, okay, football thing, quarterback didn't work out, baseball thing. You know, I, I played in the minors for. He got his several years under his belt. Time to hang it up. Couldn't just ride off into the sunset and do his whatever he does for the SEC Network and ESPN as an analyst and all that stuff. I have to come back and play tight end in the NFL now. If Tim T and I, I hear all the time about this, well, there's no one who wants to win more than Tim Tebow. He's got this fiery passion to play football. If he had this fiery passion to play football, I don't think seven years ago he would have played football at tight end rather than change to play baseball. Yeah. Again, it's. It's, 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 it's all like this. It's going to be like this whole story, and it's going to be a stupid distraction all off season. The fact that we're talking more about the Jags, the fact that the, the topic of conversation is like Tim Tebow might be on the team rather than how their number one quarterback that they just drafted is doing, like it happens with any other franchise that drafts a quarterback number one, it's absurd. No one talks anything. You don't hear anything about Trevor Lawrence. All it is about Tebow and how he may or may not make the team. I don't. It's just like, it's crazy to me. And a caller on the line. Caller, you're live on the sports fan. Joey, 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 you're killing me. Oh, boy. Killing me. Joey. You're <laughs> killing me. Now, this is, I like him, man. <laughs> he could be a great guy, but I Let just. do what he wants to do. It's America, baby. <laughs> No, and if somebody will pick him up and get something out of him. See, I always thought he was a better quarterback than people um, let on when he was in Denver. And I think his confidence got shaken, and Elway didn't like him. You know, and so I liked him. I liked him. I did. I, it's funny. I was reading about, uh, you know, that guy. That, it was Hernandez with the uh, Patriots. that got in all that trouble. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yep, that's the one. Tim Tebow was supposed to be like his chaperone at, you know? Yeah, Florida, <laughs> right. Yeah, 100%. In Florida, watching over the boy. Yep. So I liked him, man. You know, he, 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 let him, you know, let him, let him, let him. It's capitalism, baby. It's America. <laughs> let it roll. I, I, think he's a, I think he's a good guy, but I just think this 
whole thing is becoming a little bit uh, overblown. Yeah, but if teams are willing to give them a shot, there's something. And, of course, you know the defense will be licking their chops. So they have have his fun, you know. I don't blame Tim Tebow at all. I mean, it's right, Urban Meyer. Pick you up. It's Urban Meyer who, who you got to put blame on if you're going to put blame on anybody because. Well, don't get me started with Urban. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, what an overrated coach. Mm-mm-mm. Mercy. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I'm sorry, Joey. I just had to. I mean, I just sat there. I was like, I got I to gotta, I gotta chime in. <laughs> and I know you guys have had this debate, but I'm going to call back. I want to enter this Jordan Le- Bron James debate one more time. I know, Joe, you're sick of it, but I, I want you to hear my perspective one day. Yeah, absolutely. We can talk about another day, for sure. All right. 6-0, and oh, baby. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, JW. Oh, yeah. Listen, you can't beat up Tim Tebow. I'm not blaming him. I no. just It's just like... It's, if you had an the, opportunity... The, the thing that gets me is the burning passion to play football when he stepped away from the sport for that long, and now it's like... That's the only thing that's really annoying to me about it. Well, right, and, and here's the thing, right? You haven't played, let's say that you had the opportunity to play in the NFL, right? Sure. Just a, an outside opportunity. And never coming. Right. But, I mean, you haven't played football since high school, right? I mean, maybe you threw a football around or something, but I mean, Correct. you haven't played. Have not. And, you know, Tim Tebow's kept himself in good shape. I mean, baseball shape is definitely... Oh, yeah, he uh, looks shredded. Yeah. I'll give him that. He's a, but it's also a different type of workout when you're preparing for a baseball game day in and day out than what you're preparing for a football game that happens once a week and you need to be at peak physical performance to go out there and play. Now, again, Tim Tebow's a great guy. I, I was thrilled when the Jets were able to get Tim Tebow because I thought, all right, Sanchez is done. He is not going to be the quarterback of the Jets anymore. I was tired of the butt fumble. And you know, I was looking for a change. And I thought Tebow, who had won a playoff game, could go in there and, you know, turn the front, not turn it around because they have had, they had success at that time. Uh, but I thought that he could have been you know, a better quarterback than Sanchez and never really gotten that opportunity to go out there and play. Um, but here we are a couple of years later, a couple of minor league baseball seasons later, and Tim Tebow's now a, a tight end, and we haven't heard anything. Really, anything about you know the the number one the quote unquote generational talent that is Trevor Lawrence because Lawrence was the bona fide number one pick in this year's NFL draft. He was the guy that you know the the Jets had their their hearts set on until they won a couple of football games and then the number one overall pick went to Jacksonville and Urban Meyer made his pick as. As uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence. And my take on it is as well, and they've done all kinds of weird things down there. I mean, you know, the, the reports are they're trying to, you know, they're having uh, ETN, the Clemson running back they took with their second first-round pick. They're having him take reps at receiver. Uh, th- there's all kinds of weird things going on. Right. I mean, I, I can understand um, if you needed a running back for Jacksonville, but ETN was drafted, and then they said he was their third-string guy. Yeah. You're going to draft a guy to be a, in the first round to be a third-string guy? Really? Yeah. So who really knows what's going on down there? But I, and also, I it's just I think it's funny they say he's got a fifty-fifty shot. You think Urban's gone through all this trouble to bring him in and tell try to convince everybody that he can play just so he can cut him in a couple months? I don't think so. Well, that was the uh, report from Ian Rappaport. Yeah, I know. And, I know. And Fox I, I, put that out. Um, but 
I just, I don't see, I mean, and, the, you know, there's all these talks about he's going to be, you know, a Taysom Hill type of guy, and they're going to have these packages for him and all this other stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, in that article, they did say that, you know, it was looking more like a, a role as if it was Taysom Hill, right? A guy who can throw the ball, who can, you know, be a, a fullback, who can do a bunch of other things, and just because he can do it, the question is, should he do it? And, uh, you know, I think Joey's made his point clear. He should not do it. Um, but it, it's just a, uh, it's first and foremost, it's not our team down there in Jacksonville. And it's also like, you know, you know, imagine being a tight end on the roster last year. And they say, we're going to bring in this, a veteran, Tim Tebow, to, to join the tight end room this year. Yeah. And there was a former New York Giants player who, you know, after Tebow's now making the comeback in the NFL, the the former Giants player is saying, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm in peak physical condition. You know, I want give me a shot." Right. Yeah. And then I think even Chad Ochocinco was looking to make a comeback. Well, that it's okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson making a look a, a comeback. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. Do I blame Tim Tebow at all? No. Yeah, you know, he's 33 years old. Yeah, I can't he, blame them for, you know, give, get, he, they gave him the shot. It's not his fault, obviously, he could take right. it, but it doesn't mean I can't. He put himself in a good... I mean, good, I can't criticize him as a tight end. Yeah. I mean, he put himself in a good position right now to get signed, and, you know, he had a little bit of help because of his college coach now being the, uh, you know, the head coach. So we'll... Yeah, right. We'll see what happens. And, you know, Urban... I, I don't think a shot he makes more than three seasons down there. I'm not even saying he'll get fired, I think. <laughs> like most of his exits, there'll be some kind of issue going on. He'll have to leave. And <laughs> right. Just kind of a couple years off, and he'll have the next job. Will he work at Fox in between? Will he be an analyst for uh, Fox Sports? He could. Big Ten now, or whatever. Whatever he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, Big Ten. Was he on the, I thought he was on Fox. I thought he had the pregame yeah, I think show. He did, but I, saw, I saw him on both. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got to take I another mean, break. Heck, I was convinced he was still secretly coaching the team at times with how openly he supported them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That is true. And it's still kind of his team at Ohio State right now. It's going to be a couple of years until Ryan Day can yeah, claim you're it. Getting into the, you know, the third year with Ryan Day now, which, you know, that's when it, it kind of starts to transition over a little bit. I mean, there's still some of Urban's guys there, but. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But we are coming up on a break, and uh, we'll take it right now. On the other side, Joe Burrow adding velocity to his throws. And it's, uh, you know, caught the attention of a couple of reports saying that, you know, if he can throw the deep ball with accuracy and consistency, maybe Cincinnati finds themselves in the postseason. But we'll talk about that coming up to wrap up the show coming up next. And, of course, our phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. It's the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. It's time to thrive outside. Spending time outside, like at an Ohio State Park, is a natural way to boost your mental health. Just 15 minutes in nature can restore you. The parks are for everyone to enjoy. Visit detourtrails.ohiodnr.gov to connect to a trail near you. 
Need more help? Call the Ohio Care Line at 1-800-720-9616 for free emotional support. Sponsored by the Ohio Departments of Natural Resources and Mental Health and Addiction Services. Aired by the OAB in this station. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercial but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows. J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan, 970, 97.1 FM, up until 7 o'clock. Cincinnati Reds come your way at 745 tonight as the Reds look to get back on track. Their last game that they played was a blowout. 17 to 3, I think. 17 yep. 2. Yeah, got, 17, the, got the old football score hung on them. Yeah, it's uh, never, never good, never good sign when your pitching staff gives up that many runs. Um, better, better news. Uh, people keep on raving. Rave, uh, you search anywhere online, but people are raving about the arm strength uh, of Joe Burrow. And uh, Troy had posted in the uh, WXTQ Sports page on Facebook. Another article by CincyJungle.com, right? And it's run by SB Nation, but even these guys are saying that his arm is looking much better. And they even put a, um, put a video and in, in, embedded a, a tweet on there. And it's just Joe throwing a ball about 60 yards to, um, I think he threw it to a water bottle or a water jug. I don't know if he was aiming for a wide receiver or if he was, you know, just looking to air it out at the end of practice. But, uh, you know, he aired the ball out for about 60 yards. It's arm strength that they haven't seen in the OTAs thus far. And he goes out there and continues to improve and continues to shine. And he's been everything that they you know, expected that he would be, uh, or maybe even a little bit better now uh, with the in- increased arm strength uh, when they drafted him as number one overall just a season ago. Yeah, uh, we read that article today. Well, it was along the lines of they could be a playoff team if they improve the deep ball this season or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe. I. I yeah. Football is a lot of things going on. I think it's hard to say if you improve just one little aspect of your, of your game, all of a sudden, you know, it changes that many results. Uh, the thing about, you know, uh, and we had the article last week. So they were the sleeping giants in the AFC. And I do think they have a lot of talent on their offense. Uh, Joe Mixon hopefully comes back healthy. 
Um, you know, you have already have T. Higgins and Boyd who were established last year. T. Higgins went uh, out, did he go over a thousand? He was close. I know he was gone, probably on pace to before Joe got hurt, and then obviously uh, the receiving yards went way down because uh, the amount of you know the guy throwing the ball wasn't quite as talented. So 908, he was close. Yeah. So if Joe plays the whole season, you you can assume he probably gets to that mark because he was a pretty uh, pretty favorite target uh, when Joe was playing. But now you add Jamar Chase, uh, you bring in maybe you get something out of Thaddeus Moss at tight end. He can have a bit of resurgence. Uh, they have the weapons on offense. They were putting points up in in bunches, you know, before uh, before Joe got injured last year. Obviously, the defense wouldn't hold up their end of the bargain. They made a lot of additions to the defense to try to fix that. You know, they they added guys like Ogan Joby and Hendrickson. Uh, Hendrickson had over ten sacks last year as an interior defensive rusher. Ogan Joby's been solid as a run stopper for the Browns in his first few years in the league. Uh, they go out and add a few corners uh, to try to shore up the back end as well. Um, you know, they're trying to make improvements. Um, but with how tough their division is and just how tough the schedule is overall, you know, when I look at it, I have a hard time finding, you know, five or six games where I can right now say, I feel pretty good about them winning these games. Uh, it's just, they're still young. Uh, they still have a lot to do, you know, Joe did miss half his rookie year, so maybe there's still some growing pains to, to have to go through this season. And, uh, you know, they have a tough schedule. I mean, look look at they open up with the Vikings. That's not an easy win. You go to Chicago. You go to Pittsburgh. You have Green Bay in the first few weeks. you got to go to Baltimore. You know, it, it's, it's one of the tougher schedules, uh, and it's unfortunate coming off only a, a five-win season. They have to play one of the top five toughest schedules in the league. Um, so it's going to be a tough test for them. So... That's why I kind of pumped the brakes on when I see all these articles saying, you know, if Joe comes back and is in the same form as last year, you know, they can they can make a playoff run. Well, he was playing as good as a rookie could play until he got hurt last year. They won two games, you know. So, yeah, it's it's a lot more factors than if just Joe comes back and and is playing, you know, at the level he was last year. Yeah, I do think that these are winnable. I mean, they're very tough games, but I think that they're winnable games. Who's winnable? Well, the. Uh, Bears, I mean, they ain't scoring on the Bears. Who's the uh, who's the quarterback of the Bears though? It's going to be Dalton or Fields. All right. Well, if it's Dalton, I mean, Dalton hasn't had a good Revenge year game in a couple couple times, a uh, couple of years. And if it's Fields, you don't know what the rookie quarterback is going to have, right? I mean, winnable game maybe against the Lions, right? Uh, Goff is now the quarterback of the Lions, if I'm not mistake, uh, mistaken, because they had that trade with. Um, L.A. Correct. So you have uh, golf with the uh, with the Lions and that team. I, I, that's a winnable game. Sure. Um, you know, on the road though, Zach Taylor's a win on the road. No, only it, one time in two years. It, it, that's something that's got to change too. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying they're winnable games, but if they go out there and win them, that's a different that's a different conversation. Um, I think the, I mean, the Jets have to be a winnable game. I know they changed their coach. They uh, you know, drafted a new quarterback. I don't think the Jets did enough just yet to to be a, a top-tier NFL team. But if the Bengals want to consider themselves top-tier, I mean, you got to beat the Jets, right? Uh, Packers right now, is that winnable? Probably not. If Aaron Rodgers gets out of Green Bay, then that becomes more of a question mark instead of a no. 
Uh, Ravens are a tough matchup. Browns are going to be a tough matchup. Uh, the Raiders could go either way, I would say. Um, you know, 49ers, maybe. Chargers, maybe. You think they beat the 49ers if the 49ers are healthy? Well, I, I, Don't I, forget who was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, my friend. Well, I know. I mean, where were they last year, though? Everyone was hurt. Uh, you got to watch more football. I know they were hurt. More football. I, Everyone was I mean, hurt. Garoppolo, the whole team. Garoppolo was hurt. I get the whole team. Kittle was hurt. hurt. Nick Bosa was hurt. The whole defense was hurt. They had like 20 guys on injured reserve, and they're all back. So we'll see what the 49ers, and that game's not going to be played until a little bit later in the season anyway. So we'll see what the 49ers have. I'm saying pick out definite wins on that list. Broncos. Broncos. You, <laughs> Jets. And Jaguars. And definite wins, wins that I'm confident in, I would have to say... Uh, Bears. I, th- I think they're going to beat the Bears. So that's four. You, you, name, four, got, you name four games. I did. <laughs> yeah, I named four games. Now, I mean, those are just wins that I can point to and say I think they should win those games. Now, I mean, if they're they lose, you know the Bears were in the playoffs last year. All right, I'm still confident that they can beat them. You asked me what games I was confident in that that they could win, and those are the four games that I think that Cincinnati could win. In the NFL next year. I think it's a fair assessment. Four wins. Yeah, I'm not going crazy. I don't think they're going to get 12 wins. Yeah, I think they can surprise. But we don't know what this team looks like. We say that they could have a good offense. We didn't see Joe with with, uh, Joe Mixon. We didn't see, you know, we don't know what the connection is going to be between Jamar Chase and, and Burrow now in the NFL. Uh, we don't know how this defense is going to look because, you know, God forbid, a, a, a two-minute drill, right? They're, they're going to give up the score anyway. I mean, that's what it was last year. So we don't know what the defense looks like. We don't know really what this offense looks like. We know that Joe is progressing well with his rehab. Uh, but again, I mean, he had a, a season-ending injury last year. So got to pump the expectations. But then again... It should be a fun team to watch. They're going to be competitive, at least on paper. Anyway, it's been the Sports Fan of 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Presented by JNK Contracting. Cincinnati Reds come your way at 745 tonight. We're Joe Medora. This is Connor Mills signing off. Big thanks to J.W. Smith for calling in. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.